Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Unending Rebuild. Super excited to be back for another episode. Uh, welcome. Joining me, as always, are Josh Lee and Jared Perlman. Guys, say what's up. What's up, guys? Episode 28. Uh, playoffs. Can't believe we're, 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 we've come this far. Uh, but yeah, we're finally in playoff season. Uh, it's championship week. Uh, so luckily, I have a few teams in uh, in the championship, but um, unfortunately, took the L to Mr. Perlman over here in one of our uh, one of our leagues. So that one. I got lucky as fuck. Bless up. <laughs> Mike Evans. Mike Evans did not pull through for me because um, Tom Brady's washed. But um, yeah, go ahead, Perlman. What's up, guys? Happy to be back. Sorry I missed last week, but here for the next episode. Um, yeah, like Josh said, I got a few dubs this week. It was pretty exciting. Um, made four championship week. I'm weeks i'm excited for this last week of fantasy football and then the nfl playoffs can't believe we made it almost through the entire season it's almost done we started this off season and here we are uh in week 17 so awesome to still be here and doing this every week let's let's get started so today we're going to be going into some dynasty talk initially uh we're going to be doing some buys and sells as we look toward the off season uh after playoffs as trading opens up again and probably in the window, like up until the rookie draft or so, I think is a good window uh, to target these players that we're going to talk about or to move away from these players that we're going to talk about. Either because we don't like their profiles, uh, we don't like their situations, or we think that they could be replaced. Um, and then after that, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, matchup talk with these Week 17 finals uh, coming up. Uh, I think Jared has a couple uh, nerve-wracking start-sit questions that he's going to propose to Josh and I, who will give him the most unbiased advice possible. And then we each have a uh, start of the week uh, that we'll get into as well. Uh, so let's get into our buys first. Uh, Josh, you look like you're ready to go. I'll kick it over to you. Thank you, Will. Um, yeah, I do have uh, two dynasty buys. And it's just off a uh, feeling that this team is just going to become elevated to um, kind of the next tier of teams. And I have a pair of Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, uh, that's what Ooh. I was going to do. <laughs> it, my, my pair is Travis Etienne and Calvin Ridley. Oh, that was not um, who I was going to say. Okay. Okay. Um, but these two guys are, I know that uh, Travis Etienne's valued pretty highly, but I think that this is kind of a perfect time to buy him just because he has, he, he's been kind of on a stretch of games where he hasn't been putting up elite numbers. But he's been getting the elite volume. He's been getting um, like 15 to 20 carries a game. He sees a few targets. We'd like to see him get a little bit more uh, re receiving work. But he's coming off of that um, torn Liz Frank uh, in the bottom of his foot. And he seems to be coming on this year. So I expect him to be full speed next year. Um, and I'm excited for him to really take over that backfield. Um and put up high elite um, RB1 numbers. Um, so he's my dynasty buy from the running back position. From the wide receiver position is Calvin Ridley. Um, it's Calvin Ridley. And he's at like, on, on keep trade cut, he's at like player 100, which is crazy to me. Like uh, Cam Akers, James Cook, Gabe Davis, Pacheco, Brian Robinson are all valued more than Calvin Ridley. That's a little bit disrespectful, I think. And Calvin Ridley got uh, they they brought him in to basically be the alpha, to be the number one over there. Um, and we see the ascension into superstardom that Trevor Lawrence has made this season. 
Um, and we expect him to just build off this season next year. Doug Peterson has obviously done wonders to Trevor Lawrence's development. And I think getting that true alpha number one wide receiver is going to take Trevor Lawrence's game even further than uh, he's done this year. And with that, Calvin Ridley is going to put up those elite wide receiver one numbers that he put up in Atlanta. He's my dynasty wide receiver buy for this offseason. Yeah, I, I will agree with you there. I thought about Calvin really hard. Um, ETN, I didn't consider as much, but I agree that the Jags are going to be so much better next year. I mean, you can even the progress from week one this year when people were still like, oh, what's just Trevor got it to like now when everyone's like Trevor's the guy, the Jags offense is electric. They're persevering even with Zay Jones' drops. You know, like they're doing really, really well. And relatedly, that's why I think a bit lower level player than Ridley or Etienne is why I want to buy Evan Ingram. I think Evan Ingram is a smart buy. I think you could probably get him for cheap. It sucks that he's doing well now. It seems like you're buying high or whatnot. It does suck. But, but let me explain. They first are proving that they want to use the tight end. Doug Peterson did this all the time with Philadelphia. He's doing it now again. Secondly, we know Evan Ingram is a really athletic guy. You know, we knew this. He did really well his rookie year uh, with the Giants, and he was considered a top uh, dynasty tight end early on in his career. And then he got a bad case of the drops in New York. He was with a stagnant offense, got a change of scenery, and is now absolutely killing it in Jacksonville. What I think is going to happen is that Doug Pearson's system will continue as the tight end. I think that Evan Ingram will uh, re-sign with the Jags to a big money deal. Now, this is key. I think he's going to re-sign with them, and they will sign him to money that will lock him in as a start next tight end for them for the next three years or so to confirm that. Now, when they give him the big money, they're not going to be able to give another tight end the big money. What's his and, contract right now? Do you know? Uh, it expires after this year. They gave one him year one year. Million. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I think, I think it opens up a window where they'll want to lock him in. And they clearly like him. Trevor loves him. I think like a week or two ago, 15 targets. And with that many targets, with his profile, uh, and I think you could probably get him for like, what, a second? You know, I'm, I'm willing to take that investment that maybe you get an uber athletic tight end and a great offense that they're willing to use him for a second. Sign me up any day of the week. Yeah, I actually really like this. I I actually um, uh, Evan Ingram passed my mind just because uh, I was so high on him early in his career, and he's just fallen super hard in value. I'm pretty sure after his rookie year, he was like tight end one. He was uh, one of those guys that people just like memed and made fun of because he had bad case of the drops, which he did. But he's always able to get open, and he's gotten better at that this year. Yeah, you can. So keep trade cut. I mean, obviously, like I'm not a huge fan of keep trade cut, but it says that you can trade Jalen Warren for Evan Ingram right now. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> that's pretty funny i mean i do that I any do day that. of the week yeah yeah i mean i was looking at uh fantasy pros and i think he was like i would have to double check actually but he was he was pretty far down there like i was surprised at his scroll that much yeah I, I think long. all I like those jags guys are great investments i mean to invest in a young quarterback like trevor 16. who who's ascending right now yeah 16 that's, that's definitely insane. a buy uh, yeah. I mean, he's been tight. He's tight end five right now across the entire season. And I'm he's been tight end one, I believe, since week 10. Uh, maybe it's uh, week 11, but he's just been ascending. Uh, we know now that he has this potential. I mean, we, we do know after his rookie year and, you know, he's a highly touted prospect, like he, Kai said, uh, that he could possibly break out. He's only 28. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league at 33 right now. 
Um, so that's five years older. He still has plenty of years to put up uh, elite numbers in a young uh, in an offense that you know should be good for a few years to come. Um, I definitely like the ETN buy too. Another young running back, uh, only in his second year right now. A lot of tread left on his tires. Uh, has stayed healthy this year, which is good. Um, and again, just a good offense. Uh, Calvin Ridley's a guy I have in a lot of leagues. I've held on to. Um, I'm not selling for that garbage that Josh mentioned was around him, uh, but if you could get him for that, definitely go get him. Uh, so I understand why he's a buy. Um, I am a little bit scared uh, of two years off from playing, um, but I do think that he'll enjoy being with the Jags and and there'll be a better offense and it'll be more fun and he'll be out there playing next year. But the top five potential that I saw two years ago, I'm not sure I see that, um, but that's okay because he's at, you know, player 100 so he doesn't need to be top five potential like to sell so um yeah i think the jags like offense is just great to invest in it's going to be impossible probably to get trevor at this point and so that's why they said um to go you know get those other guys it's good decisions yeah, one, thing one, one quick thing on calvin really he's valued at a wide receiver 37 right now um and i think that's a yeah. buy at that value absolutely one thing i want to add to this conversation is just some words of wisdom. If you are targeting these players, I would do it ASAP because I think there's a strong chance that as the off season progresses, as everyone starts to get bored and starts paying attention, I think the Jags are going to become a sexier and sexier, sexier option um, out there. Kind of like think like the, the dolphins this year, maybe, or something like that, mm-hmm. or, or the, or the Bengals the year prior, where everyone's going to start getting more and more excited about that offense. Uh, so I would do this uh, as soon as you can. Um, all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me do some starts and sits since you guys uh, basically gave all yours um, or I'm, I'm sorry, some buys. Uh, so first off my number one uh, buy right now is Jacoby Myers uh, of the new England Patriots wide receiver. Uh, he's currently only wide receiver 38 oh this God. year. Um, but I, I definitely like Jacoby. Uh, I'm upset that I traded him away last off season. Um, he, he's just a very productive wide receiver in this new England system. Like when he plays, uh, when he's on the field, uh, his last game, he obviously had 20 points off a crazy catch, but he's consistently been able to put up over 15 points per game when he actually plays over 80% of the snaps. Um, I, I love Jacoby Myers game. He's a great route runner. He has strong hands. He's, he's just playing with Mac Jones. I mean, they have one of the worst offenses in the league. They're expected play average is is just terrible um i think it's like bottom two in the league um their their best like offensive statistic game has come with backups uh and bill seems to still want to roll out mac jones so uh, i just don't understand what they're doing there um in new england offensively they still don't really have a real offensive coordinator hopefully that changes next year but hopefully jacoby myers is off this team uh jacoby myers deal uh, expires this year um, and he's one of the top wide receivers on this market, if not the best wide receiver on this market, uh, comparatively to Juju. He is going to get a big contract somewhere, most likely. I think he could, you know, command close to Christian Kirk money because he he does have that ability. Uh, Christian Kirk has been showing out right now on a great young offense. Um, and if you can get a guy that's going to explode like that, I think you definitely take that chance. Uh, Jacoby Myers is only 26, three years in the league. 
And I still think he's pretty cheap. People just don't know how to value Jacoby Myers right now because New England sucks. Uh, he is wide receiver 38. He's not doing fantastically this season, but he's a great wide receiver. And when he plays, you know, he does put up points that are helpful to your team. Um, so that's why I'm looking to get Jacoby Myers and hoping he moves on to a new team. What do you guys think? Yes, agree completely. If he's able to put up those numbers that you're saying on the Patriots as a wide receiver one where he's getting covered by the top guys week after week and on that Matt Patricia offense where they're scared to throw it more than 10 yards or more than like two yards past the line of scrimmage, like on a lot of plays where they're running offense with Mac Jones. I mean, you know, he doesn't have the traditional profile, so he doesn't really come with the hype, which is reasonable because he's not like this alpha guy, you know. But I think if he goes into like a decent situation, he could very reasonably be like a like a mid-range wide receiver too. I don't see why not. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I obviously love Jacoby Myers as a buy at wide receiver 38. Um, that's undervalued for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think the reason that he is valued down there is just because he's like, he's not the sexy pick. He's not the guy that like you're super excited to have on your team um, because like he doesn't go for these monster weeks, but he, he does give you those consistent like 15 points like every every single week. So I don't know why Jacoby Myers isn't valued higher. He's not talked about at all. He's gotten 100 targets, what, like two of the last three seasons, maybe three of the last three seasons, something like that. Um, came to New England uh, as an undrafted free agent um, and has just killed it ever since he uh, he uh, took the spot. And um, I'm, I, I'm, I've always been very impressed by Jacoby Myers just because like, I've always thought that he wasn't this elite guy. I didn't think that he'd be able to sustain this target share, and he has. He's proven me wrong for sure. Um I'm curious what you guys think. Um, like, where do you think is like an ideal situation for Jacoby Myers next year? Because like you did say that he is probably the best wide receiver in this free agency market. And the teams that have the biggest wide receiver needs also have a ton of cap space, like Chicago. Uh, could you see Jacoby Myers being the one over there in Chicago? I guess this field's one. I guess that is a pretty attractive That's place. That's the first yeah. thing that came to my mind, if we're being yeah. honest. Uh, yeah. I would have loved to see him in Chicago. I mean, he would be fantastic um, for an underneath guy that uh, fields could rely on, and he can also take the top off if you need it to, uh, but they have a lot of speed guys. So he would. I think he would be a great fit in Chicago. They also have uh, top picks, so we'll see what they do with that, but – uh, I would absolutely love to see him there for sure. Yeah, I think what would make sense, I think that would make sense, but I think also you could think of it as kind of like a Christian Kirk deal uh, this last off season will be like, everyone's like, why are you paying this guy this much? But at the end of the day, when you're the best bar receiver in your class and you're trying to help out your young quarterback, you don't care if you're overpaying the guy, you're just trying to get him some help. So I think it would make sense there. Um, and I would look forward to that because I think that's a upgrade in offense for sure. Um, and yeah, I think Fields would be really fortunate to get someone like Jacoby on his team. And I, I do really just like Jacoby, too, like his just his whole character. I think he was like a quarterback going to NC State, became a wide receiver. And like think about like that dumbass play he made last week. But he like, like that shit happens. He completely owned up to it. Like he said it was his fault, no one else's fault. It wasn't the play. I messed up. I was trying to be the hero. Like guys like that learn, they improve, and they strive to do better. So I appreciate that out of him as well. Yeah, Um just a little bit more on Jacoby. Like I, I obviously I agree. He had 129 targets last year. He's 128 already this year. Those are monster numbers. Um, and, and if he just had a quarterback that could hit him, that would be great. Uh, he has 88 catches last year and 90 this year, uh, a little bit less yards than last year, this, uh, per catch this year, but that's okay. Uh, he's, 
he's currently on keep trade cut wide receiver 52. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Oh, that's disrespectful. Uh, yeah, he's going right really? below a 2025 early second. Um, that's, just, <laughs> that's just disgusting. Uh, trade Josh Palmer for him. Trade Darnell Mooney for him. Uh, definitely these guys around him. It's interesting. Um, I would probably even look at Desmond Ritter because uh, he hasn't looked like the stuff. But another guy, let me move on. We've talked about Jacoby a whole bunch. Um, I love Jacoby. One guy that um, – I, I pulled for all this offseason and it, it didn't really work out to the best of his ability because the team is atrocious. Um, but Michael Pittman right now, um, I think you guys Ripper. knew it was coming. Uh, he's just like, I just love him. He's wide receiver 21 right now on like, I mean, what the worst offense in the league, the second worst offense in the league. Um they're, they're just disgusting. They have the oldest court, like the oldest looking quarterbacks. It reminds me of Peyton Manning's last year where he was just a statue uh, and like can't move at all. These guys are just like Nick Foles last game was getting tackled by his lineman, just falling down because like his lineman hit him. He just not moving at all. The, the defenders like, should I even tackle this old man? Like I'm going to get a flag if I just breathe on him. Like, and they're going to stick with Nick Foles the rest of the year. Like, so I think Michael Pittman is just, there's there's no telling if he is anything for the rest of the year and so at the end of the year the owner could definitely be looking to sell him he's only had two touchdowns on the entire year and he's still wide receiver 21 in ppr like that that's very impressive to not be scoring any touchdowns on an atrocious offense um but still putting up wider like wide receiver two numbers uh he's very good he's only in his uh third year right now He's 25 years old. He's 6'4", and he's 220 pounds, and he commands targets. Uh, and this team is going to have a high draft pick. Right now they're sitting at number five in the NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think there's a real chance they take C.J. Stroud. And personally, I am a fan of his game. He's very accurate. He makes quick decisions. He reminds me of Tua, to be honest. Um, he's not the most athletic guy. But he's got a good enough arm, and he, he makes fast decisions. And I, I think he, he could have an ascension in the league, obviously coming into the, the, um, into the NFL. You know, it may take a while. Um, but I like Michael Pittman to continue to be able to put up wide receiver two numbers in the offense next year. Uh, and then he could possibly explode the fo our following season um, if, if they can get a new quarterback and he takes the leap. Um, so Michael Pittman right now, uh, he's I think he's a little bit undervalued. Um, compared to like what he can actually do um, in keep trade cut. He's player 62. Uh, he's, what is this wide receiver 23? He's still valued as a wide receiver too, but I think he's a high end wide receiver too, not a low end wide receiver too. Uh, I would absolutely still be going out to buy Michael Pittman. I pushed for him all year uh, and I know you guys know I love him, but uh, I got to do it again because this offense has just been terrible. And I think that, you know, he could always uh, improve next year. And, and break out as a real stud one wide receiver. Who would you trade for Michael Pittman uh, out of these guys around him? Like, would you trade a late 23 first for Pittman? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think a late first um, you're this year, you, you're, you are looking at a possible crap shoot. There's going to be some misses, I think in the late first this year. Um, mm -hmm. If you're looking at, a guy like Anthony Richardson back there, like there's just no telling you could be waiting years for him. Um, Will Levis, like, I, I don't know how these quarterbacks are going to end up falling and where they end up going. There's also a few running backs that uh, 
people are, you know, putting right there at the back of the draft, uh, like Zach Evans and Tank Bigby uh, and some other smaller guys that, uh, you know, you, we just don't know how they're going to turn out. Uh, even I think, what is his name? What's the flowers is flowers. Guy? Say flowers. Say flowers. Uh, I, I haven't done a ton of research, but some of these guys, um, I, I think most of those guys won't be as good as Michael Pittman. Um, and so I would, I would absolutely be willing to trade that late first um, for Michael Pittman, especially because they're going to most likely get a new quarterback in the draft. They're number five, like I said, and if they don't draft a quarterback, I, I, I mean, Jim Mercer, they just need to sell the franchise. So I would absolutely. Uh, so would you advise making that move now or waiting to see what they do with the quarterback position first? Uh, I, I wouldn't mind doing it right now. Um, I think two weeks later might be even better time because Michael Pittman is probably not going to do anything with Nick Foles the last two weeks of the year. Um, and so he might fall even more. Um, but I would absolutely do it before they address the quarterback situation because, uh, that's when the value starts to rise and he may not be worth, um, you know, what he's then valued at. And then maybe you can sell him, uh, once they get a new quarterback and people start saying, Oh, is CJ Stroud, the truth, like maybe Michael Pittman is wide receiver 10. And then you can maybe p- make a pivot. Then, uh, if you don't believe, you know, he he's valued all the way up at the top at upper echelon of the wide receivers. Um, even though I think he's, he's very close. Um, but yeah, I, I would absolutely, um, trade those picks. And I, I think, um, waiting until, he gets a new quarterback is just going to drive his price up. So you can always pivot again if, you, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I agree about buying him now too, because you're buying for the profile, right? You're not buying because, you know, you think the offense is going to be magically like back to normal next year. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I've been a big Pittman guy too. And like Jared said, he's putting up those numbers without getting those touchdowns. I think that's a good indicator of some positive regression um, moving into next year. I mean, Oh, the offense can't get worse. Please don't let it get worse. Uh, can't watch exactly. any more Colts games um, the way things are going. But, yeah, I like that buy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big Pittman fan as well. I actually sold him this season uh, for JMO in a second um, just because I was trying to tank. Um, but it's he, – he's – He's a bit of a polarizing player for me because, like you guys said, yeah, he, like he, he has the profile. He's a great receiver, um, but I'm I'm just concerned about what this Colts team is going to look like next year um, because they've gone through the route of the veteran quarterbacks, just kind of that veteran quarterback carousel. They've had what three quarterbacks in three years, all over the age of like 35. I guess Wentz was a little bit younger, but um, it hasn't been good over there. And they, if, I mean, starting Nick Foles, they're definitely tanking. Um, And if they lose their last two games, I think there's a possibility that they even get the number two overall pick. Um, And I don't know what their team is going to look like with the rookie quarterback at the home. Um, Be it it, like, if if it's like Will Levis or CJ Stroud. Um, I'm I'm concerned about what that team is going to look like. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you're saying he's a buy, then. um, I I mean, I like, I, yeah, I would personally be a little bit upset if they drafted Will Levis that high. Um, 
we'll see what happens. I, I just, I really like CJ Stroud's decision-making. He, the way he's been able to play with like multiple stud receivers, obviously like that helps a ton, but he's able to pick out the guy who's open every time. It, we've seen some issues with Ohio State quarterbacks, but um, you know, I believe in Justin Fields right now. And I think CJ Stroud is, is, is very similar to two in my mind. I, I really do think he makes great um, quick decisions and he, he surveys well. Um, that's my hope for the offense. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously that's ideal scenario. Um, but it, the offense just can't get worse. Like I, I mean, it's just can't, there's no way it gets worse. I mean, can, how bad could the rookie quarterback be? Right. I mean, like Deontay, uh, John, like it, it's like, look, I mean, Zach Wilson, Zach I guess, Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I guess, but it's not the Jets. I mean, we're not talking about the Jets organization here. But even look like Trevor Lawrence's rookie season, like that was that was pretty bad. That's okay. I mean, a rookie season uh, playing bad. I mean, Trevor's now is a monster. Tua wasn't a great rookie either. Um, but there's a chance that uh, that the following year he he figures it out. Um, I think that. Yeah, you're buying for the profile. Michael Pittman would then be in his final year of the contract as well. Maybe he moves. He's he's in his third year right now. He's still a young player. He's 25 years old. Um, so Michael Pittman would be at the end of the contract. So maybe they don't even re-sign him. Who knows? They have an expensive offensive line. They pay a lot to their defense already too. So uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to need a new contract. Uh, who knows what happens with Michael Pittman? But uh, that's just kind of what I'm thinking. I think that uh, you know he's he's going to be a target hog. No matter where he goes, um, he's another guy that had 129 targets, 128 this year. I think that's the same as Jacoby. Um, yeah. So, I like, I, I definitely like him. He was only had a maximum of six touchdowns in, his, in in a season in his career, and that was last year. And he was wide receiver 17. Um, if he could start scoring some touchdowns, uh, you know, wide receiver one numbers are completely within his realm of possibilities. Um, I mean, his rookie year, he had one. This year, he has two. He's just not getting in the end zone, um, but putting up a lot of targets, a decent yards uh, for catch and target. So um, definitely a guy that I'm still targeting and I'm not pivoting away from in the leagues that I have him, even if I maybe don't start him this week in championship week. We'll maybe have to get to that. I'm actually really curious about, okay, so you just said Michael Pittman and Jacoby Mars had basically had the same amount of targets, assume same, very close yardage, close touchdown number. So probably pretty similar in fantasy points. Would you trade if you're the Pittman owner and someone offered you Jacoby Myers in a second, would you take it? <laughs> no. Um, no, probably no. not. I think no. that Pittman, that Pittman profile has a higher ceiling. Yeah. No, I don't think, think like, an early second. Let's say 201. Uh, I'm still just guessing weird. on that pick. I don't know. I if it's two, yeah, I mean, oh, that's a tough one. I feel I feel like you could probably try to get more. You could probably move those players and like get more value, maybe. Uh, I just don't think it's ever really a good idea to to downgrade to an older player for only a second. I just think that's bad process. But not to say that like I don't like Jacoby. It's just I don't know if that's the best thing to do. I think Michael Pittman definitely has a better ceiling, obviously. So that's why you're paying for that second. But um, I I mean, he's yeah, he's only in his third year, and I wouldn't want to pivot off of him yet. Most people don't really know how to value Jacoby, so. Uh, you're you're kind of losing value on that because um, okay. I don't think people are going to want Jacoby too much in the future, but he's a guy that they don't really want that much now. I mean, he's like what, player 133, so um, you could probably get more for Pittman. Okay. okay. 
All right, well, let me get into a couple of buys that I have. Uh, the first one here is actually going to be a quarterback. Uh, and that quarterback is currently injured, and that quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is quarterback number 26 on Fantasy Pros. And I did this one because I think that this year has proved that the NFL has a current um, lacking of quarterbacks. There have been a lot of bad quarterback play, um, coupled with a lot of bad injuries. And I think, if anything, Jimmy Garoppolo has shown that you can be a successful fantasy quarterback in a super flex league, quarterback, let's say like 14 to 21 on a given week, uh, with being like an average talent. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's very average. Now, I think what the perception has been on quarterbacks like Garoppolo are that they're bridge guys until you can get your franchise quarterback, which is probably the case. But I think that there is, I think this year shown that there is room for those bridge guys. And that I don't think there's much concern that when Jimmy Garoppolo gets moved from his job for a guy like Trey Lance, I don't think there's much concern that Jimmy will find another job. Now, this becomes what is that next job for Jimmy Garoppolo? He's about to be a free agent. I think that next job for Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely a team that is one step as a playoff roster that's one step away from a quarterback. Let's think like the New, uh, the New York Jets, Washington Commanders, a team like that that has good weapons, has a good defense, and that Jimmy Garoppolo can put the ball in the hands of the weapons who can make plays, and that would cement uh, Garoppolo's position for a couple of years. Those teams will be good enough to not get a top. 15 quarterback or so and i think that gives him some uh it gives him actual job security even though it might not be on that team i think the situation that jimmy garoppolo will find himself in is a winning one and that he will be able to start for a couple of years now in a super flex league i'm not super sure what type of um how much you'd be able to get jimmy for i mean maybe you try to go late first early second but if you're getting a starting quarterback for a couple of years that is decent, can put the ball into playmakers' hands, um, obviously contingent on him going to such a situation, I think he will. Will that situation be as a talented team as the 49ers? No, but Jimmy Garoppolo has done it before uh, on, uh, on worse 49ers teams. So I think that Garoppolo at quarterback 26, a guy that should be a starter in the NFL for the next six years probably, barring uh, – Again, he does have some injury concerns. He has gotten some bad luck with that. But I do think Garoppolo is an interesting buy if you're a quarterback needy team with not a lot of assets to really acquire anyone that top tier. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one. Um, I I understand where you're coming from, and I I do kind of agree. Um, I think of, it's I a guess. true buy low. Yeah, I mean he yeah, he's not the starter right now and his value could absolutely it it will absolutely increase actually. Um I, I mean there's no reason for him to not be a starter I think next year. I think you're right. There are teams that have the possibility of um missing out on those top tier prospects and then uh looking at a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo to be a one year gap or maybe, you know, just be you know, a kind of what people wanted, uh, Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford to be, at least he was for one year, but now he's not. Um, so I think Jimmy could absolutely be a starter on, say, 
the Jets or the Commanders. I do like how you brought it to Commanders. I know a lot of people have been saying the Jets, but that's actually an interesting. The Commanders are an interesting destination that I I do think could bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. They've they brought in Wentz and obviously hasn't worked out that well this year. Um, but I don't think they'd shy away from trying to do that again uh, with the roster that they have if they miss out on um, some of the early quarterbacks um, in the draft. Uh, right now, he's valued on key trade cut like around Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I would definitely trade Elijah Mitchell for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Tyler Boyd, I would consider. Um, Alexander Madison, I may consider. I know we like Alexander Madison as a pro- prospect, and he, he's off a contract but uh, this year from the Vikings, but who knows what his situation looks like next year. Um, a mid-25 second, um, that's pretty late. Uh, if your team's pretty good right now, that might be a move you want to make. And Dawson Knox, who's not a guy I really believe in as a prospect, um, you know, he's able to score some touchdowns with Josh Allen. But if they move on from him, he's another guy that I might look to move for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I I can't help but agree that having a third tight end or a third quarterback on your roster, or maybe even finding your second quarterback um, in a super flex league is, is valuable to have Jimmy Garoppolo there. Um, he could even resign with the 49ers depending on, uh, you know, what happens and, and we can see, we've seen, we've seen what kind of numbers can be put up there. So uh, I like the, I like the decision. I like it. Yeah. I don't have too much else to add. Um, I mean, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. He'll be a starting quarterback next year. Um, I, I was actually riding him as my, uh, um, quarterback in that one league where I came back from zero and five. Um, and he just con- consistently puts up like 15, no matter who his opponent was, just cause the offense around him was so good. My one concern is it, it, he's very dependent on the offense around him. Um, like in San Francisco, he had Debo, he had Ayuk, he had Kittle for a little bit. He had CMC, um, and he had the Shanahan system that uh, can score points no matter uh, who's playing quarterback over there. Um, so I'm curious to see where he does land um, because he's definitely, if he goes to a poor offensive system, I can definitely see him struggling. Um, and then he might not be worth a start anymore. Um, so it, he's a, a little bit of a polarizing prospect but because he is coming off that broken would he break his ankle, break his foot? Something yeah, something like with his foot, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm curious to see where he lands next year um, because he, he definitely will get a chance to be a starter somewhere. Um, so we'll see. Uh, that's an interesting one. And he's probably pretty cheap right now. So um, yeah. I'd have to say whatever it takes to see what happens with him this offseason. Yeah, and about his situation too, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense for him to go to a bad team. Because if you are one of these like bad teams, let's say like the Colts, for example, I think that would be like not the best case scenario for him, even though they do have Pittman. I like Jelani Woods, they got Jonathan Taylor, so maybe it's like not the end of the world. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for a worse team, in my opinion, to get Garoppolo because you know he's gonna be good enough that you're not gonna be a top like or a bottom seven team. You're not gonna get a top seven pick in the draft which is what you need to get one of these stud quarterbacks or what teams want to get these stud quarterbacks. So I think it would make a lot more sense for a team like those two I mentioned, the Jets and the Commanders, to go after him. And it's kind of like a final piece to the puzzle um, where, like, you know, he's not going to set the world on fire. But, like, if the Commanders had uh, Garoppolo this year, 
they'd be a 10 win team. Same with the Jets, you know, it would be pretty, it would be a pretty easy equation, especially with the Jets. I mean, that's the same system that, that he's coming from with Sala over there. So just my um, general thoughts, but I think Garoppolo would be an interesting buy. Side note, Jacoby Brissett would be a downgraded Garoppolo if you're curious about that, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Argue with anything you said. Great. Thank you. Uh, I presented my argument well. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let me get into my next one. I have a couple guys listed here um, that I do like. Um, all right. I'll go into. Uh, a couple notable mentions, I have Brandon Ayuk and J.K. Dobbins, but who I'm going to pick uh, is Deontay Johnson. Uh, I think Deontay Johnson is a fantastic football player. He's consistently shown that throughout his career. He, I, I guess, made the mistake of listing him as like a top five dynasty receiver in the preseason. My bad. I was guessing he was going to get traded, and then like a week later, he signed that contract extension on a huge discount. Hell Didn't yeah. see that coming. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Shout out to me. It was like four years. He signed so, it like a huge. I thought oh, it was, it was like three, three. Yeah, and like a, it was only like what thirteen a year, fourteen years, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, so like I didn't see that coming. So my bad. Um, but uh, hope no one bought him off my advice. All, <laughs> <laughs> all of our listeners. But Deontay Johnson is now my buy. I love Deontay Johnson's talent. He's always open. Uh, I think the Steelers' offense will continue to get better. Uh, I mean, they've been pretty bad this year. I think Pickett takes a step, especially because in praying to God that uh, that Matt Canada is gone after this year, that offense gets way better. They actually utilize their players. And, I mean, if you look at Deontay Johnson's stats this year, they're pretty on par with last year. I mean, they're a bit down. He last year had 107 catches, 1,161 receiving yards, and eight touchdowns. This year he's got 82 so far, 809 yards. But that big difference, that big difference between his wide receiver eight year last year and this year is the zero receiving touchdowns. <laughs> now that that is a huge anomaly that I will buy on. I will buy on that dip. People are going to perceive him always in a bad offense. Matt Canada, gone, problem solved. Kenny Pickett maybe takes a step forward. I have trust in Tomlin to do the right thing for them to win. And, I mean, if you're telling me Deontay Johnson's going to get zero receiving yards again, then, like, shit, I'm wrong. You know, my bad. But, uh, excuse me, zero receiving touchdowns. But I am a fan of buying Deontay Johnson. He's a talented player. He hasn't suddenly gone bad. He just is not getting the touchdowns. And I am 100% on board uh, with him next year and moving forward. Yeah, he's for sure a buy mm-hmm. level. Um, he actually has he's, – he's setting the record right now for the most targets in NFL history without a touchdown. He yeah, it's not going to happen again. He's on uh, fancy pros as a wide receiver 31. This is a guy who had a wide receiver eight year last year at age uh, 25. He's now 26. 26 now, yeah. You know, I mean, this is – we know he's a good player. We've seen this, you know. year before that, he was wide receiver 22 in his second year. You know, and then he's wide receiver eight in his third year. If he just had like four touchdowns this year, that'd be 32 extra fantasy points, 32 across the 16 game or 15 games he's played, his extra two points a game, he'd be up uh, at 13.2 points a game. Yeah, Deontay Johnson is much better than wide receiver 30 something or even close to it. Wait, uh, he's wide receiver 30 something? Yeah, wide receiver 32 right now on Keep Trade Cut. 
Oh, uh, wow. Or 31, sorry, 31. 31. That's yeah. nice. Um, Amari Cooper is listed right below him. I definitely trade him straight up. Uh, I would definitely trade Amari for Deontay straight up. Like, I would love to get Deontay for that. Um, you trade D Hop for him straight up? D Hop is mm. a little, I feel like you could get somebody else for D Hop. Um, I love D Hop, he's just a monster. Um, he's 30 years old, he's, he's kind of old. I, I, I would, I would yeah, consider that. Also, the Cardinals uh, offense fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Kyler <laughs> just tore his ACL, so but Cliff's probably gonna leave, so. Uh, that's going to be a huge upgrade. That's going to be hype. Hopefully they fucking fire Cliff. Get, get that man out of there. Um, ooh, ooh, this is an interesting one. The, the receiver above him, Christian Kirk. Do you trade Christian Kirk straight up for Deontay? Christian Kirk's value probably decreases. Um, yeah, so yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. You think, okay, okay, okay. I, I don't think Christian Kirk can – I mean, he's wide receiver 30, I guess, which is still pretty low, but I, I don't see a huge ascension with uh, – if if Ridley's back too, but maybe he he's the alpha, like maybe he's it, just it, a dog with Ridley there. I don't I don't know. If Kirk were able to get more it. slot touches, I I think that his value could stay around the same. I think next year he does get more slot touches with uh Ridley on the outside. Ridley doesn't yeah, play. So does I, no, no, no. Well, yeah, he, think, he can actually. He, he does play play play. sometimes, but yeah, he does. I think they put him outside. He, he, Kirk's a slot receiver by trade. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, like Ridley's a, a very good outside receiver too. I think so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you, would you trade for Ridley? Would you trade him for Ridley? Ridley's down there. I mean, I would oh, definitely trade um, Daniel Jones for him any day of the week. Uh, oh yeah, I hate for sure. Daniel for Jones. Sure. Uh, he's down like ten players below, but I hate Daniel Jones. So get him off the team for for wow. Deontay. That'd be hype. I actually wouldn't trade Ridley for Deontay. I'd want to keep. I'd want to see what I have. In that Ridley ceiling's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I there, there's a world where he's like a top, to me. He's like a top seven receiver next year. Yeah, I hope so. The possibility exists. Hey I guys, I have Calvin good. Ridley in some league. Or, well, I guess Josh only would have the ability to trade me. I think I don't have him in here, but I would trade Calvin Ridley on that potential. <laughs> I like that. I like, like that. Like I'd rather bet on Trevor Lawrence next season than Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Yeah. Would you trade Kenny Pickett for Deontay Johnson? I see he's around him. Would I trade Kenny Pickett for Deontay Johnson? To be honest, no, because the only way Deontay Johnson exceeds that value is if Kenny Pickett plays well, and then Kenny Pickett's value would be higher than Deontay Johnson's at that point. I guess. Yeah. It's it's just hard to see a scenario where Deontay Johnson jumps like significantly above Kenny Pickett. I guess that's right. Yeah. Because he still has Pickens, and Pickens is a good wide receiver. He should get better too. I actually have Pickens as my wide receiver sell. I do think, I think he's super overvalued. I agree, yeah. but he should yeah. still get better. But yeah, you can continue. Sorry. But yeah, no, like Pickens is valued at wide receiver nineteen. Like, what is that? Wow, yeah, he's all the way up there. Wow, yeah. Like that Burks was twenty or two. Like the only reason he's valued that high is because he's like he, there's so many videos of him just like bullying corners. He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like why is he at wide receiver 19? That's so high. Like what what are we doing here? Like he's valued over Christian Watson. Watson's had an insane rookie year. I would never trade Christian Watson for George Pickens straight up. Yeah. Um 2024 mid first. Imagine saying that preseason. <laughs> Traylon Burks would definitely not trade Traylon Burks for George Pickens. Yeah, like I wouldn't trade any of these guys below Pickens right here for Pickens. So I don't know why he's valued this high. Um, he actually has like a pretty like mediocre um, target share. I think he has like a 14% target share. And everyone thought, oh, Claypool's leaving. Pickens' target share will go up. Pickens' target share actually decreased after 
Claypool left. It went from 14% to 13%. Um, so it's hard. Like, he's not the one there. Uh, Deontay Johnson uh, just signed this four-year deal. So he's going to be there for the next three years. I don't see a way, unless Pickens like somehow makes some massive jump in in uh, his development, which I could see based off of the way that Pittsburgh develops their receivers. Um, it's hard to justify his price right now. Yeah, I absolutely agree that Pickens should be a sell. I mean, Deontay Johnson is a better wide receiver, and you know, you could, you might be able to move Pickens for Deontay in like a first. Like it's the way this yeah. value looks like, and that's a steal. Um, I think that. Like like Josh said, the target share is not good enough. And one thing that I think I've realized, like I, I really think this is true, is if you have even like if you're a great alpha catcher and your like ability to go up and moss someone is, is, you know, elite. If you have another wide receiver opposite of you who is wide open, unless your quarterback is someone like Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, someone that just has unbelievable confidence and arm strength and ability, they're going to throw it to the guy who's wide open. It doesn't matter how big and strong you are like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, for example, not to say Justin Herbert is an elite, but Keenan Allen just dominates targets because he's so wide open all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what Deontay does. And Pickett is not at that point in his career and we'll see if he gets there. Um, But he's, he doesn't have the ability to say, Hey, I should just throw it to this guy every time because I think he'll probably catch it and I can fit it into a tight window and maybe he'll break a tackle and go for the touchdown. He's going to say, this guy is Deontay Johnson is wide open. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to check down to him and let him do whatever you know he can in that space. Uh, if I can make this easy throw, that's what I'm going to take. And Deontay Johnson is going to continue to command targets for the next three years or whatever his contract is. And maybe he stays even longer. So I, I I don't see any reason Pickens should be anywhere that high. He's not a guy that I would ever get want at that price. Um, it should absolutely be a guy you're you're looking to pivot off of. I think I'd even like Najee, TJ Hawkinson, the older running backs and Mixon and Henry. Um, uh, you could pivot to those guys and get additional compensation for George Pickens, and they're going to put up way way higher fantasy totals. Um, than George Pickens will these next few years. Um, Terry George Pickens is uh, is nowhere near the receiver that Terry McLaurin is right now. Um, I would definitely trade him for Terry McLaurin straight up, um, and you could probably even get some value right there. So uh, there's no reason that Terry McLaurin should be valued at wide receiver 24 when Pickens is 19. Um, I certainly agree. Yeah, no, I actually really agree with the point that you made about the receivers just being wide open, especially when the, if the quarterback sees a wide receiver being wide open, he's just going to dump it off to him. He's going to throw it to him. He's not going to throw it to the guy who's able to moss the other exactly. guy. Unless he's one of these elite quarterbacks like Tom Brady throwing it to Randy Moss. Um, and I think like kind of to that point, um, these receivers that make these insane catches where they're mossing dudes, those are the ones that make the highlight reels. And the highlight reels are kind of like, they kind of drive the value market in terms of like how wide receivers are valued. Um, that's why like, so, like George Pickens is all the way up here at wide receiver 19. Uh, Mike Williams this offseason was way valued over uh, Keenan Allen. Um, whereas in the healthy games, Keenan Allen has been outperforming Mike Williams um, all season long. Um, so I'm curious to see how, um, 
uh, George Pickens career plays out because like we, he, he's an unbelievable talent. That's for sure. Um, he has the ability to go up and rise up over dudes and make insane catches. Um, he's got great hands, maybe can work on his mentals a little bit. Um, Cause he does, he definitely has a temper um, and screaming at your coach might not be the best solution to getting the ball. Maybe just like get open a little bit more. Um, but we'll see how his career develops because the Steelers do have a great uh, reputation for developing their receivers. So I'm, I'm interested to see how Pickens develops uh, the next few years. Guys, anything to add? Yeah, I I remember being a bit like colder on Pickens than people were at the beginning of the year just because of what we're saying now. With like, I mean, I, at the time Claypool was there, but they have Deontay Johnson and now Fire Moves really emerge and the offense isn't really that great. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I like the player. I think the profile is interesting. I just don't know if he's ever going to be like that guy in in uh, in uh, fantasy football. And I like the the bringing up of Mike Williams. You know, I think Mike Williams is a very good NFL player. He has issues with injuries, but he just disappears sometimes. I think Pickens might be like that kind of like that like showcase flashy guy that's going to be boom bust. And I think that might just be him. Maybe I'm wrong. Hasn't shown a lot of yak ability, I don't think, um, which is the best for receivers for fantasy production. But yeah, I, I think right now people just look at the fancy, the fancy uh, catches, and I think also it's a factor of just wanting to be the smartest in the room. And that when he was drafted, people were like, "Oh, you know, he tore his ACL in college. You know that, right?" And then like he was really good before that, and then like, "Oh, uh, you know," which I which I get, I get that. That's kind of something you want to target. But I think it's kind of driven up his value a bit as well, artificially, where it kind of became like the cool thing to do, draft George Pickens. When at the end of the day, he was wide receiver drafted in the second round. You know, so, it, you know, while some of those bets play off some work out sometimes, like, cool, he's still a wide receiver drafted in the second round, you know. So it's not, it's not, it's not a sure thing as he's being valued as. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you said, Pat Fryermuth uh, is also, a, I wanted to touch on him. He's a great tight end. He's out-targeting George Pickens this year, um, and they've played the same amount of games. Uh, he has 90 targets to Pickens, uh, 74. I think he also is another guy who is kind of wide open a lot of times um, underneath. So he's another easy read for Pickens to, or Pickett to make. Um, and if Pickens isn't able to get, you know, much, more wide open, get more separation from his defender, um, find the holes better in zone, then it's going to be hard for Pickett to to choose him over these other two guys. And so, yeah, I would also honestly be looking to pivot away to Pat Fryermuth too. They're ranked very similar, him and Deontay, um, and keep trade cut and get some value, um, an additional pick there, um, early pick too. So, um, yeah, I think Pickens is just so overvalued right now uh, just because he's a rookie there and, and people love the big catches. Cool. Um, I do want to talk about one last wide receiver buy just because I'm looking at this list and I cannot believe my eyes right now. Um, I'd be looking to buy Cooper Cup this offseason if you – have a solid squad and you have uh, young assets that you can sell for a Cooper cup. I think that I would trade. Let's see who, who, who's, who's down here. Uh, let's see. Devonta Smith, Drake London. Oh man. I mean, if you could trade like 
Drake London and Devonta Smith for like Cooper Cup and plus some, and you have you're on like a contending roster. I think that that's a trade that could be really interesting because I think Cooper Cup is he's a little bit undervalued. I mean, Kai's and I talked a little bit about this in our startup draft, um, but Cooper Cup he only had an ankle sprain. Yeah, his injury is not that bad. <laughs> and people are acting like he tore his ACL or something. And Stafford will be back, it seems, too. Yeah, yeah. Stafford said on his <laughs> wife's podcast that he will be he will be playing next year. Why couldn't he say it on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we'll next invite time, him on. We'll, we'll, we'll hit up Stafford <laughs> and invite him onto the podcast, see, see if he'll join us. <laughs> yeah, we'll no, reach out I mean... to his wife and be like, uh, we also do a podcast. Can Matthew come on to our show? I think Cooper Cup might have like a bit of the Travis Kelsey factor going into this offseason of like, oh, he can't do it again, can he? He's getting old. He can't do it again. <laughs> you know, oh, and then five years later, he's like a wide receiver one still. You know, uh, I'm not saying Cup's going to be a wide receiver one for five years, but. Perlman, you look like you're struggling with this. Well, it's so hard because those guys you mentioned are so young. Like, I. It's Devontae so hard Smith, for me. Yeah. Devonta Smith and Drake London. Like, Drake London's yeah. 21. Devontae Smith is 24. It's a little that's three years older, but that's still so young. And Cooper Cup's almost 30. He's 29 right now. It's just like this I, team sucked this year. And I think uh, it's, and look at the numbers he was putting up before he I went know. down. <laughs> I, I think the offense I, was only Cooper Cup. I, I do think it's tough too with Cup to buy him just because I think Cup's on a lot of contenders right now. Like if you're a rebuilder with Cup, like what are you doing? I will say the guys under Cup, I would take a chance on. I mean, I think it, you would be silly not to trade Ramondre Stevenson for Cooper Cup. He's he's three spots below. Javante Williams, I might even take a chance on because that team fucking sucks, and he has a hard and a, a tough injury. Um, Jamison Williams is still a question mark. Might do that as well. Uh, even Trey Lance question mark. Tony Pollard, I think I would trade for Cooper Cup. So the guys below him. I will. I would definitely move for Cooper Cup, um, but ah, those guys you mentioned are just so young, and and just the the chances of them being really good for a really long time, I, I just love. I would probably trade Josh Jacobs for Cooper Cup. He's a little bit older. Contract situation still up in the air. Um, you know, he probably comes back, and I don't know Josh Jacobs. I just the longevity. I, I don't expect the same way as those other guys. So I might trade for Cooper Cup. Um, Cause I, I just don't, I, even a Cooper cup, two more years could be that good. I don't know. It's just tough, man. That's a tough one. But uh, that's insane to me, honestly. Like I'm just looking at like, yeah, yeah. Some of these valuations are insane, but like, like a mid 23 first, I would trade that for Cooper cup. If you're, if you, you have like a decent roster that can compete. Yeah. Is, are I think you talking so. to me? <laughs> uh, well, if it was, if it I was seven, eight, nine, I would trade it five or six. If I could get Addison or, uh, or uh, JSN, I I don't know if I trade that for Cup, dude. I don't know. I think my seventh or eighth pick, whatever <laughs> it's going to be, is definitely going to be on the block. Come draft, but yeah, day. seven or eight. People are going to be so people are going to be so thirsty for those rookies. I'll be like, give me. I'll, some I'll more. buy it, guys. <laughs> you, I, you have nothing I want. Leave me alone, thief. <laughs> I would leave you. Dude, I cannot believe Dylan might win this championship after yeah, dude, even dude, Tyler went down. I, I want to. 
Give ever. me that better pick. This is garbage. I mean, I shouldn't have given him James Conner too, dude. My boy's a dog. Yeah, I, dude, I hope I hope all of Jared's picks just end up being like 11 and 12. 11 and no, 12. One's 11 five. And 12. Well, well, actually, in my other league, I did get the 101 and then 11 12. Like, so both the guys lost. The yeah, semis, so yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, but, you know, the, this in DJs, I got five, one, five, <laughs> and like either 11 or 12. So we'll see. But fuck it. All right. Well, we spent a good amount of time on buys. What do y'all think about getting into starts of the week slash Jared's conundrums? Got lots here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you want to do Jared? Jared, you want to ask us a couple questions first before we get into our starts of the week, which will be brief? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I got lots of questions because uh, <laughs> there's lots of decisions to be made. Uh, so right now, um, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play this week. Um, we're just going to leave that out there. We don't need to talk about that because I don't think any of us know for sure, and we probably won't. Um, so my QB2 is still up in the air. Last week, instead of getting Gardner Minshew, I was a dummy, and I got Sam Darnold uh, because they were playing the Lions, and I thought Sam Darnold would shit on the Lions. And, you know, the, the Panthers did, but uh, mostly on the ground. So – now I have a decision to make um, for my QB2 of Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, or Desmond Ritter. Um, I am very much up in the air. Um, well, how about Teddy? That's yeah, a terrible I mean, selection. I, yeah, I do think Teddy could have an <laughs> yeah, easy it's game. It, it's tough. It's a championship week. I, I had <laughs> Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. I, I got Jalen Hurts in the lot, slotted in the lineup right now, even with zero points, just because it makes me feel better. But I don't think he's going to play. Um, and the Panthers so play the Bucs. I, I could actually that. start Carson Wentz as well. I didn't realize Carson Ooh, Wentz. Oh, you could start there. Carson Wentz too. Um, against Cleveland. Yeah. So Carson Wentz against Cleveland. Um, Desmond Ritter plays Arizona. Uh, Sam Darnold plays Tampa Bay. So I don't hate. Teddy and Teddy plays just just I, because I, just because all you gotta do is give the ball to Reek and Waddle and they'll do the rest. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. He well, that so said, he's only think, played two games and one was twenty two against Minnesota, who has a terrible pass defense. And Cincinnati was the other, and he only scored twelve points. So that's I mean that's not I you're not at I mean not what I'm looking for. Yeah, not what but I'm looking like for. put like I'm twelve points 12. out of those guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm looking um, for more than twelve. I think though, if I had to pick, I'd probably go Wentz. Just the Titans' past has not been that no, no, good Cleveland, this year. Cleveland. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing the Browns. Oh, they're playing the Browns. Yeah, yeah. we're playing the Browns at home. Oh, I don't know why I saw Titans. And their rush defense is terrible. The Titans play the Cowboys. Um, oh, where did I see that? I, I have to change my start of the week. <laughs> but yeah, Desmond Ritter <laughs> plays Arizona. Um, but also they'll probably just run all over Arizona. You think maybe? Uh, so I am starting at Tyler Algier, um, in that same league. So mm-hmm. that's a possibility. I don't like Ritter. Ritter hasn't uh, shown anything. And then yet, Sam Darnold, uh, he, he's actually been fairly efficient this year. Uh, he scored 23 points in a six-point per passing touchdown, only on one t- passing touchdown, but I also had a rushing touchdown, 250 yards last week against Detroit. Detroit is terrible, but they just ran all over him. He's still all over them. They still threw for 250 yards. The Buccaneers um, kind of suck too, though, and I think the Panthers win that game. Yeah, it could be low scoring, though. So I don't know. I think Sam Darnold might be the play. What do you think? I'm thinking like my first reaction when you listed off those quarterbacks was Sam Darnold. Me too. Once made it a bit more hard, but yeah, once made it interesting, but Darnold might run too. Really hard to trust. Once has a super low floor. (laughs) Bucks D though versus Browns D. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I it it's tough. 
Yeah, so I, you know, who I could also start uh, Juju or like Devin Singletary in that spot, or maybe let's. Oh, I like Murray. Singletary. Uh, Singletary plays a lot when the Bills play good teams, so that is they true. have been incorporating James Cook a bit more as he's progressed throughout the year. But yeah, uh, Singletary is so uh, hard to trust. See, this is why you don't make the finals because then you don't have to do shit. Like this. <laughs> It's hard, it's hard. You said Juju. Uh, Juju gets the Broncos. I know. Tough. That's why I'm sitting him this week for Pittman, which is also a tough one. Oh, Pittman against the Giants well, with Foles at quarterback. Oh, man. What did he do last week? <laughs> Pittman had like eight points or something. Yeah, uh, 7.9 against the Chargers. Uh, Dude, it's all tough. To, this is a disgusting finals roster. <laughs> Dude, I, I, honestly, I was getting carried by Jalen Hurts and Shallon, but now, now it's tough, man. I might go Juju over Pittman, but hey, that you you make that that decision. Dude, but it's Denver. It's so oh. yeah, I know, but but look what Baker just did to them. <laughs> that is true, actually, and like I, Russ had his best game against Denver. Unfortunately, in, in our other Superflex league, it looks like I'm gonna have to start Russ. He had his best game against uh, Kansas City, yeah, though. Sorry, sorry. Um, so. New coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, new coach who, I mean, not that that, well, actually, sorry, second best. I guess he played Las Vegas as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I got to start Russ. So who knows? Maybe that. Who is the interim head coach for the Broncos? Well, you got to ask me these questions. No, I'm just curious. Like, I, I, I'm <laughs> oh, actually, it was, it was the dude they, firing at all. It was the dude they brought in to help hack it, read a clock, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Rosberg. Uh, I think he's just like, he's like Rosberg. a career assistant guy. Yeah, yeah I don't never heard of him. Uh, All right, so, so uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I think I think I would say Wentz over Darnold, though. You say Wentz over Darnold? I can't start Zam Darnold against the against the Buccaneers. I, I mean, what's what's the path? What's the path to him doing well? The Buccaneers DJ. aren't. They, they're not. DJ. Just They're not going to score DJ. a lot of points. The Buccaneers DJ defense more. is... There was surgeons. The Buccaneers are not going to score a lot of points. So the Panthers will never be completely out of reach of the game. So I don't think. So I don't think that that means they're going to have to throw a lot when they're down. So that means they're going to stick to their game plan of running the ball a lot with Foreman and Hubbard. And I think the only way that he really does well is if Darnold gets a rushing touchdown. I don't really see him getting... Do we see him getting two passing touchdowns against the Bucks D? I mean, I, I okay, but I, who has I, Cleveland like scored on though? Like Cleveland is is garbage too. Like yeah, I, Cleveland's pretty bad, and they're well, slow well. offense too. Like I, I don't know. Well, at least their defense isn't the Bucks defense. I mean, the Bucks defense isn't that really that good. They let up like sixteen points to Trace McSorley. Okay, okay. Here's here's some information from when the Panthers played the Bucks the first time. PJ Walker was the quarterback. He went 177, two touchdowns. Uh, they want the Panthers won 21 to three. So, Jesus Christ, man, man, I don't know. It's a shit decision. Let's go to Darnold. Then I don't know. <laughs> 177. So what? That would be like. So he scored. I think we assume like 15, he scored like 15, 16 points. Yeah, it's pick a, it's a up, six point passing touchdown. Hey, Malik Willis also out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Not play Willis. Yeah, don't, I don't think I should. <laughs> yeah. Malik Willis. 
He might, he might get some negative points. <laughs> I could pick up the boy Greg Dorch, who is the GOAT, apparently, and scored 22 points this week. No, he's, no don't, don't, whenever you start him, that's when he does bad for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to do that's that. That's the hard way. Please, Atlanta, I don't know how the fuck that happened. Like, dude, I, we got to fire Cliff. We got to start a petition. He's got to be out. Please, please, I hate that man. <laughs> play Greg Dorch. Come on. Yeah. Are you serious? All right. So, how about this he's one? I'm PTSD right now. <laughs> Bro, if I if fucking Blitz just got three point five points for Greg Dorch, I would have skipped the first round where my team was bombs and I dropped mm. one ninety five this week and I would be in the final. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that is that hurts. Yeah, that hurts. Or if Tyler problem. Boyd didn't get hurt mid game and also have a donut. Oof. Oh man. Damn. Yeah, that hurts, guys. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, nice, um, nice football, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. At least I didn't get him next house. year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, All right, Jeff, do you have improve. any? Yeah, I got one more. For us. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask about a tight end decision. Um, this week, I have Darren Waller against San Francisco. Greg Dolchich, I'm not sure if he's going to play against Kansas City. He's or Tyler Conklin against Seattle. Uh, and Mike White is playing. So we we love Mike White being in that ball game. Um, Does he target – Conklin heavily. I feel like uh, he's not like super heavily targeted. Uh, for some reason, uh, Uzama has got a couple of long touchdowns oh, uh, while Mike White has been in the game. But it went to the tight end, and I mean, Uzama could do it again. I do think Uzama's a good tight end. Um, but Seattle is horrible against the tight end, uh, and San Francisco is great defense. Uh, Derek Carr is ass, um, and Darren Waller is pretty good. But I don't know whether I should start Darren Waller. Or Tyler Conklin. I think 49ers D is scary. I think you go Darren Waller either way. You have to go, but you, yeah, you have to go talent. You don't, you don't sit your studs. I mean, Darren Waller's a stud. Yeah. Darren Waller has barely played this year, so he was not one of my studs. But well, Darren Waller against like Darren Waller he last week. He didn't he have like 15, 16 points last week? Yeah, no. 10. He had oh. 9.8 on 40% of the snaps. Yeah, well, that will go up. But he had 49% of the snaps the week before. Why did it go down? And how many he played the week before? Points, yeah. <laughs> the week before he had he had a touchdown. He had like five for yeah. fifty in a touchdown. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, he had three for fifty in a touchdown in the week before thirteen point eight. Uh, but still, San Francisco is tough, man. But I guess they'll score points, and I I should. I think you're right. I don't bench him. I don't bench him. No, right. that, I think I think you're, you're right. getting the thinking part and of look. I've screwed game. myself with a tight end before. Yeah, uh, I know. Free so train come crashing down. Just you go, start, you go with your guy. Yeah. Start your tight ends. Start yeah. your studs. Yeah. <sighs> Fine. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, one quick shout out um, to Justin Fields this week. He gets Detroit. Uh, and if he doesn't shit on them, uh, I'm going to just throw him in the trash can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Detroit is garbage. And I, I he's like 200 rushing yards from the record. And if he doesn't break that this game, I would be shocked. <laughs> 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 but he, I'm hype. And I just want to yeah, say, but- let's go fucking Justin Fields. <laughs> the Panthers just uh, set the single single game record for rushing in a game yeah, against the Lions last week. <laughs> that was disgusting. What was it, like 320 yards? Three, I think it was 359. 359. Jesus Christ. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> I didn't start Jota in any – any. <laughs> you know, it broke my heart for you, except in the league you played against me. But the rest of them, oh, it just – I can't – oh, that hurt every time you showed me. Oh, uh, yeah, Sorry. I know. It hurts so bad. 
or yeah, the Lions just suck so much. You can beat them in different ways. And that that day, it was it was on the ground. Yeah, they probably missed the playoffs now because of it. Fuck them. Yeah. Yep. And that's why they're going to draft defense with those first round picks. Not a yeah, they probably, they probably should. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our buys of the week here. Uh, I decided starts of the week <laughs> or you could buy them if you want um but yeah starts of the week this week i was wrong and i thought that my start of the week was playing the Tennessee titans um but i'm undeterred <laughs> I, I i don't know where i saw that this is a how. better matchup actually i mean <laughs> exactly like, so i'm undeterred um i'm going with brian robinson against the cleveland browns uh honestly for a lot of the same reasons as uh as i was gonna say uh, I mean, Washington loves to run the ball. They love Brian Robinson. One thing I picked up on that people may not have if they weren't watching the Giants game that I thought was interesting was, or was it? Yeah, it was during the Giants game. They were talking about how Brian Robinson, after he got shot in the knee, was still feeling some pain, and he still had pain, probably some swelling. And I never, I didn't really think about that. I, I don't know why Washington played him when he still had pain in his knee. I, I mean. It, did miss all the bones and ligaments somehow, thank God. But, you know, through the first couple weeks, I was like, this dude doesn't look that good. Why are they playing him ahead of Gibson? And as it's gone on, as it's gone on I've started to like Robinson more and more. He runs kind of angry, reminds me a bit of like a Chris Carson type. Um, and and I, I can assume maybe that's just him getting up to speed, some of that pain going away, like they said on the broadcast. I thought that was just a very interesting point. Now, for this matchup in particular, I think that there's a good chance that the Washington defense limits the Cleveland Browns significantly, and the Browns defense isn't that good. So I think I think the game script goes is that Washington goes up in the game, especially since basically the Washington's out of the playoffs, so now they'll start playing well because they're a bunch of bitches. Um, they're not out of the playoffs. I mean, they're still actually in the spot. So if they're playing well right now, they would make the playoffs. No. This is um, I'm just I'm I just, just ultimate pass bitter. Yeah, bitter. they're in the playoffs. But they, they probably win this game. Who do they play next week, actually, real quick? Because like uh do you know who they play following? I don't know. I think I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Sorry. The Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they won't make the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, um, no. But the Cowboys might might sit everyone since they can't move up and no, they... no, no shot. Like they're definitely gonna play everybody. It's the, the commanders. <laughs> but back the to my Brian, back to my Brian Robinson point after my bitter interlude. Um, I think Washington will go up ahead early. Uh, and they want to run the ball anyway. This will just incentivize them running the ball. Uh, and uh, the Cleveland run defense is really bad. So I, I'm I'm rather convinced that Brian Robinson will get about 25 carries this week for 110 yards and a touchdown with a couple dump-offs. So I think Robinson's going to get a big workload, and he's going to eat with that workload because the Washington Commanders will be up most of the game. Wow. So Kai's projecting about a 20-point week from B-Rob, so I guess I don't even really have to ask my question of, Brian Robinson versus Jahan Dotson, who is something I was considering before uh, we started the podcast, but Kai's with the start of the week for Brian Robinson uh, projecting a 20 point game. I think I got to start the boy, Brian. Uh, I'm excited against that Cleveland run defense too. It's kind of who I think I should start this week, even though last week I thought I shouldn't start him and I did start him and it was the wrong decision this week. I think I should start him. And so I think I will. 
Uh, I like Ryan Robinson as your start of the week because I do think that Cleveland defense is bad, and I don't think that Cleveland offense is going to move the ball very effectively either. Uh, what do you think, Josh? Yeah. And Ash. Uh, and Ash, yeah. Ash is joining us on the show for the first time. Um, Ash, Looking good. She's how ready. Do, how, do you, how do you think the commander is going to play this weekend? Um, so, she, she doesn't think it's going to be good. Yawned, so that's not a good sign. I think that that means that we're probably going to – uh, shit the bed this week and the Browns are probably going to go up early in the game and it's going to be a classic uh, Washington style where mm. everyone thinks like oh the Browns defense is, can't stop the run and uh, Washington defense is good Browns offense is bad Deshaun Watson is probably going to find his form and uh, he's going to torch us I don't know uh, we're probably going to lose um Right, Ash? All right. She has no response. But, um, yeah, should I just get into my start of the week? Because I'm not excited about this Commanders-Browns game. Go for it. <laughs> Go for I it. Have a, I have a duo of starts. Um, it's a QB wide receiver stack. My start of the week is Mike White and Garrett Wilson. Um, Garrett Wilson's just a dog. What you say, guys? The Goats. Yeah, the goats. Um, they're playing the Seahawks. It's a must-win game. Uh, Mike White was pushing so hard to play last week. Um, he, or maybe it was the week before, uh, he went to like twelve different doctors to try to get cleared uh, because he wanted to play so badly. Um, every single one said no. Like, you can't play with a broken rib, um, and I guess it's healthy enough now where he can play. So, you know, he has that desire to just be out on the field, ultimate competitor, and he's going to find his alpha, Garrett Wilson. Um, so I, I, I see Mike White and Garrett Wilson just torching this Seahawks secondary, um, and they're going to have a big bounce back week for the Jets. I absolutely agree. Um, I almost picked Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's great. Um, I have no trouble starting Garrett Wilson in the one league that I have him in. And I'm hoping that Mangles has a lot of trouble starting him in the league. I'm playing him against because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to see him. I think he has a great week. Um, he, he plays fantastically with Mike white. Um, he plays fantastically all the time. He just doesn't get the ball when Mike white isn't out there because Zach Wilson can't hit him. Uh, but Garrett Wilson is great. I think he's a must start in a big game against Seattle. Uh, I don't. I actually don't know who's going to win that game because it is big for both teams, um, and I still think Gino is going to play it well too. So it could end up being a higher scoring game uh, than you might expect, and that bodes well for Garrett Wilson. I definitely like Garrett Wilson this week for sure. No problems with that, and Mike White for sure too. In a two QB league, he wouldn't be a probably wouldn't be a start in my one in a one QB league, but definitely in a two. Guys, anything to add? Um, a little scared of Mike White getting re-injured, but otherwise, I agree. I think this makes sense. It'll be, I think, it'll be a higher scoring game than people think. It, Gino's fine, right? Yeah, Gino's fine. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think. Yeah, I like Mike White and Garrett Wilson this week, especially Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson's the best, and he's got a more competent quarterback throwing to him, so. Yeah, I like it. I'm just the ultimate believer in Mike White. Um, and I saw a really curious um, headline over on Sleeper. If you pull up Mike White, uh, it goes, um, 
audition for Jets 2023 starting job question mark. So I don't know. Mike White is the 2023 starter for the Jets. Doesn't seem out of the question. I know promo, we, you and I talked about this uh, a few weeks back. Um, and it's definitely like, it's a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. And like that Jets locker room loves Mike White. Um, and he does great things for that team's chemistry. And he's performed pretty well. Uh, he's uh, took the Vikings and the Bills down to the last possession, um, who are two great teams this year. Um, yeah, so- I, I, I see no reason why he shouldn't at least be a competitor for the job. Even if the Jets got a, a first-round pick quarterback again, um, Mike White should be in the competition to start next year whether he's a long-term solution who knows probably not but jimmy garoppolo any of those guys like mike white should at least get the chance to start because he's been very good uh comparatively to what they have on the roster and so if he can you know do that again they're they're not going to go get a stud quarterback most likely um in year one so no reason he shouldn't be um, at least in the competition for the job. I think he has at least a fine week this week, should score a couple of touchdowns against the Seattle offense. Um, I mean, defense. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's an effective player. He has a good receiving core. He actually u- knows how to utilize Elijah Moore. Um, so to be able to have two effective receivers, uh, Garrett Wilson already being an absolute stud, uh, he's not a guy I'm afraid of if you don't have a strong second quarterback option. Uh, I would absolutely um, be considering Mike White with the, the garbage that was on the waiver. If I had Mike White as an option in that league, uh, he would be the guy I, I'm starting for sure. Um, all right, so I'll just move into my start of the week. Uh, I actually had kind of two as well, just because I was looking at my running backs along with Brian Robinson, who I have in the flex um, in this league. They're two guys that I am confident in this week, even though they had – uh, one had a horrible week and one had, you know, an off week rather than uh, his two previous weeks. My start, two starts unrelated are Ramondre Stevenson and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, we haven't talked too much about running backs today, but uh, I think both of these guys, uh, Ramondre having, what, three points last week, 3.3 with a fumble. Uh, Bill still didn't really bench him, which is good to see. Uh, he put the ball on the ground twice, only lost one, uh, but he still played 91% of the snaps. Uh, and now he plays Miami. Uh, Miami does not have the best defense. Um, and Mac Jones just loves to check down. Mac Jones, like I said, is a trash quarterback and, <laughs> and he can't find anybody open downfield, even if Jacoby's wide open. Um, I think Ramondre, uh, is going to have a good week this week. I'm actually surprised to see Ramondre's only scored six touchdowns this year. Um, that is impressive um, to be RB8. He has so many catches. Yes, he has so many catches. He has 62. They got to uh, keep catching it down, yeah, though. They haven't been yeah. doing it much lately. They they really they haven't. Um, he has 62 catches on the year, but he did have five targets this week. Uh, only three the previous two weeks, but only two catches all three weeks. So uh, Mac Jones actually needs to get him the ball more effectively. He is even throwing bad passes two yards down the field. Um, so hopefully that gets better this week against a Miami team that has let up some points to the running back. Um, I don't expect him to fumble again. Hopefully we'll see what happens. Um, but he's going to play most of the game, even though those other two guys are, um, you know, seeing some time in two running back sets. Uh, Ramondre is still getting a ton of work and I, I like him this week against a Miami team, uh, that won't be as effective most likely without two out there. Um, and so, 
Ramondre is definitely a guy I wouldn't shy away from, even though he had a bad week this week. Um, and then same thing with Jared McKinnon. He had 13 points this week. Um, his snap share went down uh, slightly, about 10% from the previous two weeks. Um, but I do like him against Denver this week. Um, I, I expect it to be kind of difficult to run um, on their defense, even though Cam Akers just destroyed them. But I do think Jarek allows them to spread the, the field more and run in lighter lighter boxes, uh, as well as uh, he is the pass-catching receiver over, over Pacheco. Uh, so I do like McKinnon to continue to get uh, quite a few targets uh, and and some workload on the ground. Uh, I I like I said earlier, Russell Wilson had his second best game against uh, fantasy wise against Kansas City earlier in the season. Uh, so I'm hoping that with that Hackett out of there, uh, maybe Russ and the team are a little bit more energized. Maybe not. Uh, I guess this is the game to see. Um, but I do expect McKinnon, um, to have a good game, even though the Broncos defense is good. I'm scared of Juju because those corners are good, but I absolutely am still rolling out Jarek and Ramondre this week. Uh, even with Brian Robinson, I'm throwing all three of them out there, put them in the flex. So those are my two starts of the week. Um, after some rough weeks, what do you guys think? Yeah, I really like both those running backs. Ramondre just had off week. Um, very unusual. I like the matchup a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ramondre should bounce back in a big way. Um, expect him to get uh, at least 14 to 15, um, if not more, if he scores a touchdown or two. Um, so I really like Ramondre this week. Same thing with Jarek McKinnon. Um, he's been putting on some monster performances. I don't expect that to, to stop here against Denver. Expect the Chiefs. I, I actually expect this to be a higher scoring game than um, what's actually predicted by Vegas. Um, so I really like the over there. But uh, I expect McKinnon to get a touchdown, maybe two. Um, so I-, I like him a lot this week as well. Cool. Yeah, I agree. You want to close this guys? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening in. Uh, I think we covered a lot of interesting information, a bit of a redraftish segment uh toward the end of the show but a lot of good dynasty input i really like the buys that we said i think i don't know if we've ever had that much of a resounding consensus on a show because it's not like we talk about these prior we all like just kind of like bring who we have to the table without sharing prior um and i don't i I don't think any of us were really like upset or, or contrary to anyone's picks so look at us building consensus forming relationships bridging gaps um (laughs) Thanks for listening in, everybody. Well done, guys. Great exit. Thank you. Thanks. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Good work. <laughs>